Welcome to the Direct Response Marketing Magic Podcast. Seth Green is a five-time best-selling author, speaker, and nationally recognized direct response marketing expert who is CEO of one of the fastest-growing direct response marketing firms in the country. To get free access to a download of his new book, Podcast Marketing Magic, and a free live training webinar that will show you how you can use a podcast to attract new customers and referrals like magic, simply register at www.ultimatemarketingmagician.com. On the podcast, Seth brings together some of the most cutting-edge thought leaders in the world to share with you how they grow their businesses and how you can too. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be interviewing Bert Oldman. Bert, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, absolutely my pleasure. Thank you. Uh, let's go back in. I mean, you've had such an incredible career. Uh, let's go back in time. How did you get started? Oh, goodness. Well, uh, way back in time, uh, once upon a time, I uh, went to business school in uh, Copenhagen, Denmark. I'm Norwegian originally. Uh, and there I started Scandinavia's first home delivery of pizza, Pizza Pronto. Uh, after graduation, uh, one of my uh, co-students, he moved on and he got his master's degree in the United States. I stayed on and, and ran Pizza Pronto while I got my master's there. Uh, we met up, decided that we would be uh, invincible if we kind of merged our businesses and and so we did he said that uh, the US was a great place to be so I left everything behind in Copenhagen Denmark and, and and moved to Los Angeles and founded Nor partners because we were Norwegian partners and that was the beginning um, from there after having run that business and learned an awful lot in a short amount of time uh, I ended up becoming a little more part of the fashion establishment. And, and after a couple of stints, I ended up at a company called Donna Karen. And I spent five years there and left them as a corporate vice president. I moved from Donna Karen uh, into an emerging field, uh, something that uh, would be coined uh, urban, the urban area of the industry. It was very up and coming. And I uh, became president of FUBU International. And I uh, spent five years there, uh, really overseeing a tremendous growth of the company. From there, my former CEO of Donna Karen had moved to a company called Kelwood. They were in the midst of an acquisition of a company called Fat Fashion. He called and said they would like someone that understood the industry and also understood the urban space to come and run fat fashions. I joined them and we finished that acquisition and that was the brands Fat Farm and Baby Fat. Uh, Russell Simmons was the founder of Fat Farm and his wife at the time, Kimora Lee Simmons, uh, was overseeing Baby Fat and I ran Fat Fashions for five years. And from there, I 
founded Star Branding in partnership with Tommy Hilfiger, his brother Andy, and uh, Joe LaMastra, who oversees Tommy's family office. And Star Branding uh, is really first and foremost a brand management and licensing company with a focus on the stars. It's fairly simplistic. The name says what we do. So star branding, we, it, it says that stars can be brands. So that was the long answer to uh, your first question. Okay. So with all the success you've achieved, um, tell, well, tell, first of all, tell us a little bit about star branding and what you're doing now. Yeah. So, so in star branding, we set out to be just transactionally driven, but um, very quickly after – having taken a couple of market meetings, uh, we sat down with Li and Fung, the largest apparel manufacturer in the world, and they, in essence, said this is perfect for us and we are looking to be much more aggressive in the branded space. And we formed a partnership with them, created a new entity called Mesh, Music, Entertainment, and Sport Holdings. And under the Mesh umbrella, uh, we then went on to do a number of transactions. Uh, the most probably um, well-known of those would be Jennifer Lopez and then husband Mark Anthony. We did an exclusive license with Coles, and this was the largest celebrity deal ever done. Coles uh, business is tracking around $500 million annually for these brands. And there is a buying uh, commitment overall from them at $3.5 billion. We did a lot of other transactions uh, subsequently under the Mesh umbrella. Uh, we partnered with Universal Music Group, the largest music company in the world, created the brand with them called Riff that we placed in 500 Macy's stores. We did uh, the Rolling, Store, uh, Rolling Stones 50-year anniversary tour um, created a collection for them. We did something with American Idol, a capsule collection. Uh, we um, also created something called Andrew Charles, um, a denim-based rock and roll-inspired lifestyle collection. Uh, Andrew Charles, that's Andy Hilfiger's given name, so it's Andrew Charles. And a Andy is, of course, world-renowned in our offices but not necessarily outside of the office. So we signed Steven Tyler as the face of that brand. Uh, that was also a lot of fun. Later, and outside of the Mesh Umbrella, we did a couple of other exciting transactions. So we did, for instance, Nicki Minaj and Adam Levine uh, in collaboration uh, with Kmart, Sears Holdings Corp., uh, opened 500 fully fixed shopping shops inside of Kmart for each of those two brands. So those are some of the things that Star Branding does. That is absolutely incredible. It's a lot of fun. I bet. Uh, what do you wish you knew when you started that you know now? <sighs> that's, that's a good one. I probably wish I knew more about the financial aspects of the business, uh, how to how to fundraise and and um, and how to kind of uh, better uh, drive 
financial, uh, what should we say, how to really monetize opportunities. I mean, that's much more crystallized now, but it wasn't necessarily so clear in the beginning. Okay, that makes total sense. Um, what have been, I know it hasn't been one straight hockey stick growth curve all the way up. Um, what are some of the challenges you've overcome? And more importantly, what did you learn from that? Okay. So, yeah, of course, this is, uh, you know, uh, the apparel industry and the fashion space. It, it, it's, a, it's a pretty tough and unforgiving space. So I would say anything from when you work as an operator, anything from, you know, having laid out the perfect plan, but somehow having products arrive late and all of a sudden having a retailer uh, not any longer be equally enthusiastic uh, in terms of taking the product in. So, you know, you, you learn to, to get, you know, nimble and, and kind of quick on your feet because once you have committed to and invested in the arrival of inventory, uh, it can become a tremendous liability uh, if it does not go through to retail at the prices that you have planned. Uh, so, so I will say there is something there, and from that comes a focus on on speed to market and having the ability to to make better decisions and smarter decisions. And, and some of that is in the world that we live in now. We try to test much more. Uh, we we try to kind of learn information upfront before we commit to the large inventories. Uh, so I would say that's a good one. And then the other thing that I think we are seeing now is we are really witnessing a pretty dramatic change in how business is conducted, where the individual is becoming much more empowered. There is a lot of direct-to-consumer now, as as we all know. And I think the brick-and-mortar piece of the business in general is under a lot of pressure uh, and it's being replaced by e-commerce and even m-commerce. And I think a lot of companies are struggling with the adjustments. And then the last piece, which I think is very interesting, and it's not necessarily a challenge that we have learned from, it's more a challenge that it's still uh, we're still part of kind of trying to solve, and that is every celebrity and artist worth their salt now has a whole new asset that you can refer to as social media following. And we are talking about millions upon millions of followers on social media. And we have even spawned a whole new set of celebrities, namely uh, YouTube celebrities or online celebrities that are celebrities through their communication with their followers, uh, bloggers, etc. And the holy grail, I think, of this new movement is how to monetize social media. And I don't believe it's been properly solved yet. That makes a lot of sense. What we with yeah, I mean, doing billions of dollars in revenue um, through all of these deals that you're working out, um, how much, if you don't mind us asking, how many employees does Star Brands have in Mesh? So... So at this point, I should say, just uh, uh, just just in the interest of uh, you know complete transparency, uh, as part of our contract with Lian Fung, 
we actually put our interest in Mesh back to Li and Fung. So they continue to operate Mesh, but we are no longer part of it. But when we operated Mesh and we were operators, you know, that was a full operation because we were also manufacturing some of the products. So that means you had to staff all the kind of traditional uh, departments that, that, that you need in order to bring product to market. And that means you need to have design and merchandising and production and marketing. So we would have all of those departments. And, and depending on what type of business you're driving, you know, you, you can do that with uh, a somewhat limited staff, which may be, you know, 10 to 20 people, or um, you, you can go bigger, bolder. Uh, it just depends kind of on your setup. When we were with Ian Fung, uh, part of the benefit is that that's a very large organization with a very substantial back office. So there was a little bit of a plug and play where you could plug into um, their infrastructure. So our front uh, infrastructure wasn't necessarily so heavy. And similarly, when we then proceeded to work um, with Sears Holdings uh, Corp and we we built the Nicki Minaj and Adam Levine collections for them, again, we did everything soup to nuts, but were the beneficiaries of being able to plug into uh, Sears uh, full infrastructure. So while we had staff on the ground here, designing and developing the collections and, and, and laying out the marketing plans. We were the beneficiaries, again, of their system in terms of flowing the merchandise in and, and, and populating the stores, et cetera. So how many staff do you have, our team members do you have now? So in the context that we have now, we are kind of a, a lean, mean fighting machine. So I would say... With everyone involved, I will peg the number at less than 10 people. That's incredible that you're able to run a business that has so much volume with, with such a small staff. That's great. Yeah, it's kind of leveraging, you know, best in class and also using a licensing model. So we oversee and generate the volume, but we are not necessarily the ones uh, all of the time that are tasked with manufacturing and bringing the product to um, to market. So, for instance, if you go back to the Coles transaction, when it came to the Jennifer Lopez and Mark Anthony collections, uh, the actual sportswear was designed and, and produced under license by Coles. So I, I don't want to go too far into the details of each individual deal, but sure. I can, I think, I think I comfortably, comfortably can say that. So that's what allows you um, to not have such a, a heavy staff. What do you like best about your business? Probably that no singular day is ever the same. The, you know, there, there are a lot of changes all of the time. It's never boring, um, and and it is constantly changing. I mean, I have to say. Uh, there are a lot of kind of cliches and stereotypes, but, but they kind of all apply, you know, like change or die. <laughs> it sounds a little dire, but it's really true. So, or if, you know, if you don't obsolete your product, your customer will do it for you. So there is no kind of winning formula. You can never, ever sit back and rest on your laurels. So it's always about 
okay, this worked out, this went okay, what's next? What's the new thing? Um, so, you know, it, it makes it incredibly exciting, that's for sure. Sounds like it. I mean, you had such yeah. an incredible career path and such amazing successes. What do you attribute your success to? Oh, that's, I think, a, a good combination of uh, being affiliated with amazing people um, and, you know, uh, a little bit of luck. Everybody needs that. And then I think a fair dose of, uh, you know, being persistent. Have to stay the course. You have to be persistent. You You can't let down your guard or give up. You have to always keep on pushing forward. Absolutely. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, what drives you crazy about your business? Probably the same thing that makes it exciting. I mean, the reality is all the fluctuations and the ups and the downs and the lack of stability, um, it, it is kind of uh, its blessing and its curse because you can never really take anything for granted. Uh, you know, you, you may have contracts that guarantee revenue streams, but at the end of the day, if the business environment changes, you know, uh, people are prone to go back and revisit their contracts, even though you you would think that that's set in stone. Uh, it may not be um, so after all. So that will probably be what drives me the most nuts, the, the lack of stability. What are three of the best books you've ever read that have had the most impact on your work? That's a very good question. Um, so... I I am blanking on the title, but I have to say I I read a book recently that uh, Kevin Harrington, one of the original sharks on Shark Tank, mm-hmm. wrote wrote a book, and and he shared that with me, and I thought that was a very interesting and insightful book. So I enjoyed that, even though as I said I'm blanking on the title, um, but maybe that's something we can just look up. Yeah, we will find um, it and put it in the show notes. <laughs> But but yeah. Other than that, you know, I I like a lot of kind of uh, I, I won't say self help, but but books that focus on whether it is, you know, the art of the deal that that's the Donald Trump book, or it it's and this is you know I'm I'm dating myself, but there were books like I, I want to say was it the the eight minute manager or whatever that was again. The one minute manager by Ken Blanchard. Oh, yeah, maybe it's the one. There you go. I uh, read that a couple of times, uh, way back when something along the lines of who moved my cheese, I think it was called. Yeah. You are correct. Yeah. So, so those type of books I, 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 I enjoy. And for our audience who is resonating with you, wants to learn more about you, where should we send them? Where should they go? Well, probably, um, so starbranding.com is is probably a good place. Uh, I have also uh, entered, you know, just into a new partnership with Greg Ryder. Um, and uh, from, and and. So Greg Ryder, for your audience, he is the CEO and founder of Angel Investors Network, and we have formed a new entity called Celebrity Lifestyle Brands, and and that's another good place to look for us. 
So, and and if you want, I mean, if you want an email address, I don't know if that's what you're after. No, you know, but, no, no, no. The website is fine. You don't have to give that out on yeah. the air. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been a fascinating interview. I have tons of notes. I am sure everyone else does too. We greatly appreciate your incredibly valued time. This has been Seth Green with Bert Allman of StarBranding.com. Bert, is there anything else you want to share that I didn't think to ask you? No, I think we kind of covered everything, Seth. I, I would say uh, uh, I, I think the only other thing maybe worth mentioning is just uh, these are very interesting times overall, and, and there is a lot of opportunity out there um, as, as long as one knows how how to get to kind of the final destination and the final destination when you deal with consumer goods that's the consumer so and and seth you know i i think that this has been an absolute pleasure and i wish you the the best of luck with your project okay thank you very much this podcast is a part of the c-suite radio network for more top business podcasts visit c-suiteradio.com